Episode of the Bruisers Podcast, brought to you by Rizzo Insurance. Today I am joined by Greg Pazer and Andrew Phillip. Uh, Greg is from Modern Times Brewing out of San Diego, California, and Andrew over there is part of the League of Party Goers and Elegant People. Yeah, I kept messing that up, so they had to help me out with that one. That is a special group from Modern Times that actually is a. Uh, you want to kind of explain? Yeah, that it's, one a, for uh, you? it's a. It's a. It's our kind of our yearly annual membership. We're. Uh, I think we got about 1,200 members total. Um, we do sign up starting in like early November where um, they get access to like exclusive allocations per month, uh, access to buy them. We do different events with them, uh, previous samplings, but they, basically it's, they get the coolest like raddest beers that we come out with uh, once every month. So, Which are some pretty rad beers. And I brought one tonight. Nobody, <laughs> literally, that's a league only beer we're going to try tonight. So Aww. you are the only <laughs> spot even close to Northwest Indiana that's going to be able to try that. Right there, a little uh, bragging right there. But, yeah. Um, you guys are here for a special occasion. Um, you're not here every week, so this week is Indiana Craft Beer Week, and uh, they are joining us uh, for Dark Lord Day. Yep. Uh, you guys were uh, formally invited the last couple years, right? Talk yeah. a little bit about your um, experience into Indiana and that, that whole experience being invited from uh, such a great brewery or you know um, somebody that's kind of set the standard for for great. Brewery. Totally, yeah, yeah. So we I hope uh, that person's all right. <laughs> Who is that person? What yeah, is that? Yeah. Y'all heard that. I'm sure, fine. So. You can't build that up and let me not know. Yeah, you can yeah. tell me after the episode, I guess, but you need to follow it up. Um, no, it's our second year doing Dark Lord Day out here. Um, I grew up in Northwest Indiana. My folks are from Dyer. That's where I grew up. I've been in California for going on 11 years and about two weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been a huge Three Floyds fan since 2005. So I originally went to Purdue University. Took a brewing science course, and then we took our first field trip to Three Floyds, where before the pub was even built, and we would just hang out. And I remember this one field trip, we were sitting there with Nick, uh, Nick Floyd, and he's like, "Yeah, I want to introduce you guys to our Dark Lord." And this was, you know, when you know I thought it was crazy attendance that following spring, where there was like 200 people in line. I thought that was insane. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that really opened my eyes to the brewery, and that's kind of what got me really into the craft beer scene. Was just uh, how you know diverse and kind of awesome out there not normal beers they were doing and yeah i mean i think uh alpha king really set the standard for what was happening at the time yeah it was uh put them on the map i mean they just kind of got so much press right then and there on that and then just the the welcoming how how welcoming it was to just get into that brew pub and you like you know you got to meet the brewers you had to bring your own pretzels you had to bring your own pint glass you know everything was Pretty much like five bucks, I think, and they only. Had it was like all five bucks. I don't even know if it was five tabs. bucks. It was that was so early. I think my first dark lord was two thousand six, and yeah, it was like you got in line with maybe two to three hundred people total, and it was you walked in through the brewery. They had bands literally set up on the like stairwell leading up to someone's office inside oh, yeah. the brewery, and that was insane back then. <laughs> it's like now you go out tomorrow and there's going to be fifteen thousand people, which is it's. I mean, that's got to be the biggest national craft brewery fest i would assume it, I, I can't think of anything that's tops that craft but uh 
So over to Andrew. Um, so what started your love for this crazy craft of uh, what it is, and 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 how do you feel about the, this weird place we call Northwest Indiana? Uh, <laughs> so it's cold now, but it's going to be like 85 uh, tomorrow. Hey. So that's kind of uh, fun. Uh, the idea of bringing your own beer to a beer festival sounds pretty awesome. Right. Um, but yeah, for me, getting into beer started with Stone drinking Arrogant Bastard. You know, I've grown up in greater Straight Los Angeles. Madness. Like, yeah. She's hitting you in the just, face. Exactly. Just bombers of it, too. <laughs> right, right. But growing up in California, you know, you don't, we didn't have the biggest craft beer scene until, you know, 2000, 2005 ish, like around there. Right. And just, you know, hops to the face, West Coast beers. And now it's, you know, kind of changed into haze and it's, it's all sort, you know, it's all different stuff, but oh, the culture is the the really drawing part of this. And you know, for me flying out for three days to go drink beer in a industrial park sounds pretty cool. Definitely, uh, I came for the zombie dust. Let's be honest, though. <laughs> See that that's not the gumball head. But I, I started with the gumball okay, head. Okay, got it. You got in that. I stayed. As you're drinking some two-day-old zombie dust now, change your mind. That is what we're drinking, a little bit of zombie dust to start off the uh, podcast. So we'll kind of evolve down the the road. I think we got some uh, pretty... Pretty good whales right here. Yeah, we brought some West Coast gems for sure. (laughs) Um, So one of my favorite things to come out of the West Coast is definitely going to be that kind of that West Coast IPA um, that is so it's crushable. Uh, It has its own unique kind of style to it. And uh, you're talking about like unfortunately some things weren't evolving as quickly. Right. uh, When I got to be out in California, I had just discovered Modern Times Pizza Port and those places. And I was just like, oh, man, it had, like, that same exact feel as you, like, walked into the, you know, kind of that Three Floyds feel, the the buzz that was there. And you kind of already knew that, you know, Modern Times is kind of going to set itself apart from everything else that was happening in that area. And, you know, out in Orange County, you have the brewery, um, who they've done some phenomenal stuff. With on the East Coast, and, too, right? Yeah. No, no, yeah, East Coast, too, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just, uh, when I first discovered beer, I'm like, oh, my God stuff is this is serious i can't wait to keep trying and i think at the time you guys weren't even barely a year old yeah we'll we'll be celebrating our sixth birthday uh in about two months so first weekend of july is um when we do our big sixth anniversary celebration and yeah six years in but man it's been a it's been a wild ride of six years that's for sure so and you guys got some of the coolest like um just designed uh, brew pubs and spots and that I think I see you like you got the Dankness Dojo which yep. is super cool. It's the LA home base, yeah. Right. And then you're up in Anaheim, I think, right? Not yet. Not so yet. Anaheim's uh one of our projects right now that uh we're hoping to get up in I think later this year, but um that'll be huge facility. It's almost like a city block long, but uh it's the I think it's the world's first craft brewery swimming pool that will be there and it's literally a mile from Disneyland so uh, dropping spoilers already <laughs> no the swimming pool we, we 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 actually released the uh the blueprints for that over a year ago and it's uh, oh, everyone, awesome and it seems like nobody cares about what we're doing in terms of everything else we're like when's the swimming how's that going to yeah. work I'm like you know we're going to be doing a whole bunch of other things there right like <laughs> So, but uh, yeah, that, that's uh, we're gonna, gonna have to, to show directions year. to the bathroom, and there's gonna have to be bathrooms and clothes. <laughs> They're gonna be like bathroom. That's the swimming pool <laughs> yeah, right there. What are you talking about? Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a project opening the next year, and uh, that's the plan. But um, 
Yeah, it's been good. But we also we have our, yeah, our main San Diego production facility down there that we've had since day one. Uh, we do a tasting room in North Park, San Diego, which is just our taps. No brewing's done over there. We opened our Encinitas facility, which is a tasting room and cafe, back in October. And I've seen pictures. It's, it's really cool. It's kind of like that open air. If, if you've been to Encinitas, California, it very much fits that, like, just that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a uh, vibe. Get that free open air like yeah. beach vibe in that a way, but vibe. Yeah, 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 the natural living wildlife feel to it. But uh, that's that's a great spot. Up in October, we open LA. God, a year, about a year and three months ago, last January of 2018, and that was our first full service restaurant. And it's our research and development brewery, so we do oh, a little awesome. temporal system in there, and we kind of just test uh, a bunch of new recipes out there all the time. So if you're in Los Angeles, you get to try some really cool stuff over there, and we usually try to send those out to our satellite locations. And then our, uh, our second kind of production facility tasting room was up in Portland, Oregon, which opened uh, literally a week after we did L.A. So that's been about a year and three, four months now, whatever time it's been. Oregon just has a huge following for craft Yeah, well, that's the thing is that... brewing and all that. It's Or if anyone's... If you haven't been to Portland, Oregon, it's freaking awesome. you got to check it out. There's and tons like of... beer. Yeah. They're all about it. Beer, food, uh, just the culture itself up there is super cool. Um, There's no church on Sundays. You open your garage door <laughs> and everybody homebrews. So, oh, yeah. Uh, you, yeah. If you've never been there, definitely, and you're a homebrew fanatic... It's kind of the mecca of homebrew, so uh, I don't want to oversell it or anything. And even on top of that, I mean, that was uh, up until like at least a few years ago. It still might be, but it was the most breweries per capita in the nation. I think either it's them or Richmond, maybe or somewhere San in Diego's got a ton too now. But um, yeah, I think it was. I think it's Richmond, Virginia, maybe that uh, has is up there as well. But Portland was always the most breweries per capita. I mean, you could literally like you, if you go to Portland, don't rent a car. You could walk as long as you could walk over a two mile span with a drinking. Not a drink in your hand, but you make it from one brewery to the next. Getting people around. It's uh it's pretty awesome. You can just walk around and it's 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 a great city. So but it's also a tough area because that if you've been up there in Seattle, the Washington area, Oregon, they are very much as I'm assuming a lot of other places in the nation right now are super hyper local where they want their neighborhood breweries. Portland was always very much into that where it's uh them to like pretty much receive us as well as they did and like us up there right it's super flattering because that is a very very much neighborhood hyper local thing and uh, being able to go up there and become part of that neighborhood and that lifestyle is uh it's really cool well speaking of like being accepted and all that good stuff i was looking at the the tap list for tomorrow and what was going on and i saw a lot i saw a lot of three floyds and i saw only two like one other brewery that's going to tap <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, that's a pretty good honor uh, tomorrow, one of the biggest beer fests. And uh, both of them, are, and all they said, it was kind of a secret. They were both just modern times. Yeah, I, w- I, I, didn't, I didn't know they were going to do that till literally last night. And I was just like super humble and flattered seeing that. But like they put their tap list variants for the schedule for all of tomorrow. And uh, I think we have 30 guest breweries and they were the only, they included us on that grid, which was super cool. Hopefully the fans coming tomorrow aren't mad that we are the only announced tap times, but uh, uh, it will be well worth it. I don't at all, uh, especially <laughs> with the pedigree that's come from the past. Uh, if the future is indicative of the past, I think that uh, everybody's going to be very pleased tomorrow with, with your releases. So can we? Uh, so this won't be aired until after Dark Lord. Yeah. So can we let people in on what is oh yeah so on? we we posted what we're tapping on our social media okay. literally like five days ago so we're doing our we've got two kegs we're sending out so our 1 p.m tapping is going to be chaos grid the final course which is um the best way to describe it as a bourbon barrel aged like 
mel- melted Yuhu candy bar. Like yeah. it's yeah. it's just a divine decadent treat. Is it all nitrogen or is it just CO2? No, it's all CO2. Okay. And I don't even think they do nitro taps from previous years at Floyd. So, okay. um, but no, it's just a straight CO2 beer. But it's like, it's, you know, I think it's 13 and a half, 14%. And it's just, it tastes like a melted candy bar. It's fantastic. And then at 3 p.m. we're doing our coveted, like one of our most rare beers is Monster Towns. Maple syrup, bourbon barrel aged coconuts, just another amazing candy bar style beer master um, of the universe yeah well uh my first experience with monsters park and that kind of line of those stouts that you guys do was the pecan and cocoa mm-hmm. and uh, yeah um so you you had brought me some and i was just like oh i'm gonna share this did stuff. i bring you that last year uh, you i guess I, yeah i think yeah, i did, you did. Yeah, yeah you're right before yeah. yeah before it came out dave sometimes i forget how generous this. i can be can sometimes so <laughs> I'm glad you remind me of that. He, he brought me like three <laughs> of the variants, and they hadn't even come out yet. Like they came out on Monday, I think, after dark. That's possible, yeah. And uh, I was very pleased. So I, I had brought my stuff for, and I always show up late. I show up at like one thirty, two o'clock, or something, because I'm just, you know, I don't want no. that whole initial blast of stuff. I've been for the last, you know, ten years or whatever. So I have fun. I come in. We do simple stuff. I bring like five things, but you, I had the six pack you brought me, and my friend's looking through and he's digging and he's just like, I hear something pop open. I'm like, what is that? What did you just? Yeah, I do remember it now. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, how dare you? And we sat there. <laughs> we drank it between us, and we were just like sitting there amongst like those ten thousand people. Like, really, I felt like we were having the best time right at that moment, like drinking that beer, yeah. because for for me. It was an experience unlike any other uh, that I had had before with a nitro can that was a you know a stout that had been and it sure. was phenomenal and the way you describe it as a candy bar is probably one of the best ways to describe it because even though it's 13.8 13.6% whatever it is it was you don't get any of it's that it's deceptively it's smooth and delicious smooth yeah. milkshake style um, yeah, one of the best beers I've ever tasted, hands down. And that, and you know, it's I, I'll always remember that beer, you know, from that fest. But it was a great beer. And then opening the Monsters Park, even the regular, you know, the oh, it's just a great base beer, yeah, definitely. So I mean, do you guys have plans? I I'm sure you've entered into all those barrel aging content. No, or? one thing that we've kind of always kind of prided, we just we we don't really enter into any competitions. I don't think we've done one competition to date. Um, and you know, I mean, fair. my own opinions, but I like the reason being is just we're just you know we we like doing what we're doing, and you know as as long as people like it and we like it, we that's that's good enough for us, and uh, our fans kind of speak for that. So it's been uh, it's been good, but yeah, I don't think we I don't think we've done one competition to date. So we just well, like spreading the love and, go and making good beers. Barrel age competition, I think they would rank pretty highly around Thanks, man. what's going on right now. Um, I'd like to think that maybe I kind of had my finger on the pulse since uh, Fobab is in our backyard here, and uh, not saying that's the, the that's what sets the tone for barrel sure. aging, but uh, it's a pretty well respected event. That's yeah. you know I don't know if you've ever been, but man, I, I grew up out here, and I've you know I you know I grew up back in the day. I was a Bourbon County kid when I turned 21, yeah. and uh, but Fobab's one of the few I still have not personally been to that I say every year. It's always the week or two before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And living in California. So busy. I can't tell my folks, hey, I'm coming out to California for this festival of beer. But not. But I'm not going to see you in two weeks. Enjoy the turkey. <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't live with myself. They do that one that. in Chicago, right? <laughs> That's Chicago. Yeah. yeah. yeah, Chicago yeah. But yeah. Uh, I've always wanted to go. Yeah. Sounds like a great fest. So, so Andrew, um, 
being a part of this like elite uh, club for modern times, um, you obviously get some some killer beers that a lot of people in the country don't get to try. And right. not only that, like like you said, they don't enter contests. So I I think personally, I think you're drinking some of the best beer in the country. Uh, when it comes to like what they're doing with Monsters Park and not only that, your West Coast style IPA, some of the things you guys were doing with your evolution of beer hasn't just been like a small progression. It's been like, you know, uh, an, an escalated or like a expedited thing that has happened very quickly. And six years has been, you know, I mean, for you guys, uh, you kind of put your finger on the pulse right away. So, um, Andrew, with like what is your favorite thing about modern times and like being a part of that whole crew um i mean i've had beer memberships before in the past mm. they're not as social as this one there's a pretty awesome facebook group like we even have a group of people that are just coming to dark lord day mm-hmm. and we're all kind of chatting it up um people are just really cool i mean everybody's really nice and they like sharing beer which right. you know people want to hoard their beer and Drink it. Exactly. Drink it all. I, ha- I have cases of beer that I won't drink, you know, but it's probably not good anymore. But this is the stuff that you put it out now. All the adjuncts are right, and they're meant to be drank right now. Right. But uh, I think the other thing is that Modern Times beer doesn't fit into a lot of specific categories, and that might be why they don't enter into festivals. Yeah. The first four beers, like... One of them was like a hoppy amber blazing world. Is it an IPA? Is it a red IPA? Is it an amber? Is it an amber? Yeah. It's who knows. But I had blazing I'll, world, and uh, I think like I have this crazy story of when you came uh, before all of this. I worked at Doc Smokehouse, and uh, Greg had called me, and I literally thought it was like a prank phone call. I was like, yeah, right. Like I left, I left California. I was like, I love this place, Modern Times. Like they're gonna kill it, and then like somebody calls me from Modern Times, like, hey, you guys want to carry our beer? Uh, this yeah. this year and it was like yeah right Who, who's this guy like, I thought you were going to talk about when I first called you I'm like is your refrigerator running and you're like what <laughs> and then I hung up and then I called you back I'm like I'm just kidding it's uh, I want to see if we get some beer going out here yeah. yeah yeah and it was like are you kidding like yeah how is that even a question like bring it on because at that point it was like I was so excited about it and then like my boss was like who <laughs> like who who's this modern yeah. now? And like there it took some convincing to be like, all right, I promise I know what I'm talking about. And uh, we had had we brought all those on and I re- I love Monsters Park and uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the other ones that we had, but Blazing World was one that stood out and it was the first one that actually blew on the tap line. It was like yeah. gone in like I don't even know, I don't think it lasted. Greg Senior's days. favorite beer? That's my dad's favorite beer that we do. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. tastes just like Boston Lager. <laughs> did, uh, did no, he didn't say that at all. No, he's a he, he's he's just a big fan of that beer, and he's like, "What's the closest?" I'm like, "Nothing." Uh, but, <laughs> but I guess this one looks maybe the closest. <laughs> so then he's like, yeah, oh, "Hopefully, your taste like, buds are all visual based." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Hilarious, though. But that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> that beer, I remember most of all. It was a great beer. Um, that's funny that you say that. Like your dad was all into just that, and so talking about Sam Adams, the dogfish head thing. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys weigh in on that? Is that something you want to weigh in on? That is it just? Yeah. Meh. It's bummer? something I don't know. Is it a bummer? I don't know. Is, is it? it like, yeah, I don't know. Dogfish I don't, I don't, has I'm a huge footprint. Now. They're everywhere. 
you find 60 minute in Las Vegas casinos. You find it, you know, in see. I've never craft been beer about bars. Multi, so I. That it's a multi me, beer. The multi beer is like, I'm. I guess my palate's just starting to come around to that. Yeah. Um, but I've never been a part of, like the two hearted that started it. Even the Alpha King, like uh, for me, I was more of a gumball. You know. Yeah. yeah. It was all about that good. gumball or that pride and joy, or something like that. That was a little less. And now you find people getting back into that because of the sweetness almost to it. Um, it does have uh, an odd sweetness that I've noticed my palate kind of changing to and being like, uh, I can kind of drink. Everything that. comes full circle, though. Like, you know, you, you, you probably learn to drink, you know, Irish reds and, and nut browns once you finally got, yeah. you know, out of macro oh, beer. Yeah. So it kind of comes back. I mean, in L.A., it's a big lager town right now. Like, well, that's anywhere. I mean, I know. So, how's that out here? Are you guys getting a lot of that crowd? The Pilsner so, Lagers coming back? Yes. Uh, the the progression has been across the board. Like even last year, um, and before I got out of the service industry, I noticed that sessions, lagers, and pilsners have been taking over the double just IPAs it, yeah. and just the crushable beers. You yeah. Know, the little bit of lactose introduced. The American IPAs have taken over what is the norm or what was the norm and i think that's attributed to uh people becoming knowledgeable and becoming educated on what they're drinking and and uh knowing that you know what there might have been a couple duis out there because of some of those but you know if you are like i can't nine five doesn't wear really well i can't drink four of these nine fives but i can drink some of these four fives and uh, you know still make it home okay yeah but um yeah, I, I think that was a huge Uber and Lyft, everybody. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. recommend it enough. It's easy. Do it. Hey, do you guys have scooters out here? Uh, I wish. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was hoping that, that hasn't whole, made it this far. I was hoping yet. the whole crew would get a scooter and we could just roll around oh, the square here. The scooters like have changed the game. <laughs> our whole gang. I haven't fallen yet, but once I do, I'll probably have a different opinion. But 14 miles an hour is pretty sick. Yep, like. Yes. <laughs> yeah, don't act like you're not impressed. But yeah. for, I mean, that's cool when you can just scoot home like yeah. no problem I wish so we do have a couple of group ups here that are within you know walking or scooter distance um, and we got some great uh, bike trails too that kind of go throughout the region now yeah. and uh, Greg probably uh, I don't know if you have heard of those but I mean they go from like Hammond all the way out from Crown Point mm. and uh, back but um, it's nice to be able to get around and a lot of places and a lot of uh, people that are in bicycling are actually doing that now and they're getting involved and going from like the Trek store in Cherville to Three Floyds and and back and 18th Street and all those places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The region's trying to catch up and uh, I feel like the craft beer movement has been a huge part of the evolution of like the consciousness of that kind of thing and and being aware of what's happening. So that's awesome that it, it there's that. So I think we should get to probably cracking one of these. Should we crack that? Should we do the yeah, monster's you're the one part? Who's still sipping on your zombie. Over oh, you're done. Oh gosh, you guys oh, are. Drink, oh my god. I drink beer yeah, fast. What am I doing? So, All right. I was trying to milk it, and uh, here you go. To lack of being out of it, but you guys are doing great. Yeah. So, so this is our monster's part. Um, this is our one of our big exclusive releases that we did every month. We do a few different beers uh, that they have access to. And then, kind of whatever they don't snatch up from the league sale, we, we release to the public. But uh, this was an exclusive bottle for our league members just to kind of, you know, give them a nice treat of something fun and special. Um, we do our part to not let it go to the public. Yeah. So this particular version, so kind of a little, little backstory, Monsters Park, every uh, every May, it's our annual, I don't want to say like Dark Lord, it's, uh, but it's, you know, our annual kind of Russian Imperial Stout release. 
Oh, whoops. Oh, there here. we go. Hold Just on a back. second. That's all right. My bad. So he's talking about uh, specifically this Monsters Park, which and and then the annual festival that uh, that Modern Times throws, which is, I guess, uh, comparable to to you know the yearly the yearly uh, throwdown. Yeah. So so Monsters Park. Yeah. Every May we release our Monsters Park series. It's our uh, Bourbon Barrel Asian Imperial Stout. Uh, they always clock in around like 13.2 percent alcohol. We uh, we do our you know generally our base blend. Uh, we don't do a big festival for it generally. We just do uh, just release the beers every year. We try to make a few different variants of it. This one particular is the espresso macaroon edition. Uh, we premiered this as a one-off keg at our Carnival of Caffeination, which we host every November down in San Diego. We invite breweries from around the nation, and they bring out their best kind of stouts, caffeinated style beers. Um, this was an exclusive of that. It got overwhelming demand. So it's our, yeah, it's, I think this one's 14 points. Perfect temperature right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah I chilled yeah. it just the right amount. That's so, great. Uh, let's get in on this. Cheers here. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. 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 And then uh, we'll do one of these real quick. Show yeah. It, show it to the guys. There you go. I'm excited about this one. Yeah. So we, we put our, uh, in addition to making beer, we were also a coffee roastery. So we used our espresso blend of coffee in this and just a bunch of toasted coconut. So it's like a liquid uh, mounds bar. <laughs> or it should be. I hope you think it is. Also, if you haven't been to a coffee beer festival, <coughs> it's a pretty gnarly night mm. in that you are hammered. Awake, but. And then awake. <laughs> yeah. Because halfway, I mean, there's a ton of roasteries, too. You're like. Oh, yeah, but you, you just go, you know what? You know what sounds like a great idea? Espresso right now. Yeah. And just shoot that. I think this, this is, is actually. Next level good. I think it's actually helping with my jet lag from last Monday. <laughs> I'm just rolling with it. Got it. At 7 so, how many miles have you traveled in the last two weeks? Me? Do you even know? I mean, what is it? Uh, L.A. to Chicago's 25, 2700, somewhere around there. Yeah. So, and then wherever it takes from the airport to Dyer, Indiana. But um, yeah, it's just it's it's one of the things where like I get out here unless I'm out here for a month. <laughs> I can't fall asleep. My midnight, my normal sleep schedule is around midnight at home, and I just I can't sleep sooner than two a.m. out here because we're two hours behind. And no matter what I do, I was exhausted last night. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm the just gonna watch some Hulu. Sleep, though, you know. Yeah. So what is the term? The region. I've just right? heard Explain it the region. So much. Explain okay. the region. Man, oh man. See, I know craft beer, and uh, like I said, I, so let me. I guess I'll try my best to explain the region. So the region is kind of a uh, a suburb. Of Chicago, um, within Porter County and Lake County. Okay, and it's basically the same thing. But like, so I went to a Chicago school, a high school, when uh, I was younger, and all my friends were like, "Oh, you're going to the land of no sidewalks and cornfields." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh yeah," and they would always bust your balls about you know where you lived. But um, in all reality, like we've had all the perks almost of Chicago without all the terrible politics and uh, all that bad juju and uh, still like the quality of the craft that has come into the area and people that are just as passionate and knowledgeable and excited about it and for three Floyds to come in and like I said I think craft beer had a huge part to do with the evolution of uh, what's happening in the region and uh, um, that's kind of encompasses the region it's basically a suburb of chicago that yeah. isn't recognized as so we're still there's no colts fans there's no uh there's no indiana pacer fans they're few and far between we're all bulls fans we're chicago it's just that little <laughs> yeah little 
bit that just I noticed a lot of white socks, not only on you know attire yeah, like here. The, I'm cubby I like blue, the white socks. Oh, me as well. Me as well. Yeah. 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 It's right. They travel well. They travel well, yeah. especially to the Dodger Stadium. They do. You see, just as there are a lot of there's like transplants in, in Los oh, Angeles. Yeah. I mean, I, it is what it is. But then again, we, we, we sell out games on a Wednesday like 53,000. So yeah. oh, you must be talking about the socks because that's not the Cubbies. No, we're talking about, I think it was the <laughs> Dodgers. Oh, we're no, talking about the, the Dodgers. Braves on Wednesday last week. I went to a game and they sold out and it was like 53,000. And I'm like, don't you guys have jobs? Like, so, I'm okay. here on a Wednesday. I know, now I know what you're saying. So I, I went, we went out to see um, the Kings play the Blackhawks. Nice. My first time out in LA and we were going to the Staples Center. And we literally tried to get like close as tickets as possible. Totally blacked out when we were in Chicago. Yeah. We get to LA, there's tons of tickets available, but we had already bought ours. Yeah. And we get there and nobody shows up until like literally halfway through the yeah, first we're period. The worst. And we're just like that's it. That's so I'm just sitting up there like <laughs> yeah. what's going on here? And yeah. then we end up losing and I'm just like, oh you oh, closet fans, you but I mean <laughs> seeing the Staples Center and like experiencing that and the quality, it doesn't matter when they show up. They show up, and they're great yeah. fans. So um, I, I gained a whole new respect for LA fans then, and uh, that place became electric after halfway through the oh, first yeah. period. But second period, second inning. Yeah. We'll yeah. definitely Which be there eventually. When you're in LA, like, <laughs> nobody gets up for work at 6 a.m. in LA. Like It's 10 no. a.m. all across yeah. the board. Like Everybody else, just so you know, uh, you're doing it wrong. California is doing it right. Yeah, uh, you, you guys wake up, like have your time to do breakfast, get a little, uh, you know, hang out with the family, do it right. And everybody <laughs> talks about the traffic there. You got like millions of different highways to choose from. This one's backed up. Let me just bypass to this one. Yeah. And and it's kind of like that, but still, it's at least you have the ambiance to travel through. <laughs> it's, it <laughs> is so funny like, coming from out here to like out you there. Roll up the window, it smells kind of Dude, it's right flat now. out here. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, tell me about like, it. <laughs> I saw a hill and there was a house on it and that was and about it. Was it. <laughs> it yeah. was hilly. It was hilly. But it shocking. wasn't like the valley where like there's just a mountain on one side and then you're like, there's a mountain on the other side and then there's an ocean on the other side. <laughs> you're like, oh, I gotta go over the I go over the hill the valley today over yeah. the hill you know oh no well, that, that was one of my first takeaways the traffic thing was one of my first takeaways is like it's funny how acceptable the slow pace like I'm gonna be late I'm hitting traffic that that, oh. that is always the excuse so that's what everyone's always saying yeah and in any, it's not true. In probably like eighty percent of cities the in the rest, in the other nations, eighty percent right of the other cities, the, the nation. <laughs> but even me living out here, like if I said that more than twice to my employer, they'd be like, "Well, you got to figure that out." Out there, it's just always acceptable. You could do that all the time. Oh, it's good. traffic sucks. Oh, that makes sense. That's true cool. That. <laughs> That's Don't super give cool. Them the yeah. that we have we'll see you when you see you. Yeah. From, and honestly, everybody can make it to work on time. They just choose yeah. not to. <laughs> Four miles. I'm not saying I don't appreciate it. Let me it's preface like, that. <laughs> four miles shouldn't take you 25 minutes to yeah. get there. It's like here, I would assume if you drove 60, you'd get there in four minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, true. That. true. So, <laughs> tomorrow we are going into Dark Lord Day, and uh, this beer is so good. Yeah, how do you like it? What do you think? Uh, you what are you getting right from it? Like what? Coconut nap. Now it's even warmer. Uh, it's coconut. It's never, perfect temp. I've never liked Almond Joy. 
but I love how it tastes as a liquid form. I mean, I was always a mouse guy. It's so good. I'm all about that. Um, I don't like consistency and how like the coconut feels, but this, like, I could drink Almond Joy all day. Like, I'm gonna go grind up some Almond Joy in a blender and just fresh like press fresh press it, it yeah. through some beers. Yeah. So it's funny. This this hot, literally hot. this was like for pickups for our league members starting as of literally from when we're filming this. By the time you see it, it was a week old, but. Two two days ago, we just released these, so I, I smuggled one of my personal bottles out here just for you guys to try, and it's uh, this is one of my favorite variants that we've done. Legally smuggled. I think we have like, we think we did 1,600 bottles total of this. So, um, yeah, I, I can guarantee there was no you body nobody. Cavities. Guarantee you nobody in the Midwest is drinking this right now. So, uh, yeah, that's good. I'm glad I get to share it with well, you. Well, man, somebody's going to share that. Like, I mean, maybe there might, be, there might be think a share. Think again. <laughs> they did an overnight shipping, maybe, but uh, yeah. Well, it's really cool. It. I shipped all my beer to Greg's parents' house, so. Nice. They're like, yeah. is it Christmas it right now? It's What is it, May 17th? I got like five boxes that just arrived. So weird. Boxes like, where's my Blazing about? World at? Yeah. <laughs> and they're all <laughs> leaking. I feel like it's that scene in Christmas Vacation where the cat and the jello mold were packaged up. What'd you guys send out here? Yeah. But no, we're stuck to be out here. It's going to be an awesome Dark Lord Day. And, uh, yeah. What are you most excited about for Dark Lord Day tomorrow? Uh, me, I just, this will be my, I think this is my ninth Dark Lord day I've been. My first was 2006. Uh, as my second year's being able to come out here and being invited out there. Uh, but honestly, just, just the whole day being to like hang with just people that love good beer all together and seeing them come from everywhere all over the world. Um, it's crazy. Honestly, I think it's just the, it the social interactions. It sounds like it's very stage talk, but no, it's honestly meeting meeting everyone from everywhere and being able to share good beers. The camaraderie awesome is thing. my favorite part of, of craft beer. Totally, yeah. You know, I didn't grow up with any brothers or anything like that. So uh, the the craft beer industry is like you got a you got a hundred brothers that you can like sit and talk to. And I know that sounds fucking strange, but uh, it's just a fun part of how it is. And when people don't take it too literally. It becomes this, you know, the society of people that you share memories with ultimately. And it's the whole reason I got into the service industry was like making memories at the table. And there's tons of that in craft beer. And, and you know, when we go to Dark Lord tomorrow, there's going to be like probably 100 different tabletops, 200. And I promise there won't even be a centimeter of space on those because there's oh, yeah. empty bottles <laughs> yeah. everywhere covering them because people are so excited. And that's to, the pen before you get in, right? Oh, yeah. What is that about? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not... They so just had to make it It's been it a legal? long time since I've been the guy that's like, I'm going to get up at 6 in the morning and go to Dark Lord. I'm good on that. You know, yeah. like now I'm like, I'll show up at like 1.30, 2 o'clock. Yeah. Like hopefully I'll like swindle that. my way into somebody's drunk pocket and steal something from them. <laughs> I like the post-brunch entrance. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. last year was like, so for the many times I've been there, I've always got there, you know, whether eight at latest. Back in the day, uh, back in my amateur hour days, I'd get there at like, you know, 5 a.m. and start doing a bottle share. But I got there oh. like 9 a.m. last year. Did a great job just hanging around, enjoying the day till 9 p.m. last year. And then I got there. Now, yeah, then you got there, and I went downhill. But uh, no, no, if you like, once you, I've never made it past like 4 p.m. I, not, not because I black out, but it's more of like, well, we're done. Let's go home. Let's grab some food and hang out. If you make it to that 5 p.m. hour, it is a completely different festival. I, like, I try to every- make it till 8 p.m. every year. 8 p.m. is like my is like the wheelhouse. Like I want to make it to 8 p.m. 
every year. It's amazing. Because like, like, <laughs> then, like, that's when the staff starts coming off their shifts and the staff's cart starts coming in, and you like, get to see that whole dynamic happen. And then last year, we kind of went. We, we went overboard. We went pretty ham last year. It's pretty they good. Had, they had Chemtrail on, just flowing. And uh, the disco sour uh, snow cones with 150. Oh, the snow cones! Yeah, <laughs> those are, like oh, I gotta break up this uh, yeah. this this uh, chemtrail oh with God. a little bit of sweet in it. And they're like, here, we got these disco snow cones. And nobody told me there was 151 in them. So yeah, yeah I didn't um, I didn't remember much after those two snow cones. I felt great. I, I mean, I went I went home and I cracked the zombie dust after 9 p.m. I just felt amazing. It was probably the best year ever of Dark Lord Day. But like. Going like starting at 5 p.m. It's like prior to that, it's the Battle of Winterfell, and like, <laughs> and after that, it's just a nice casual. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone that was getting crazy is gone at that point. You get access to so many different great beers on tap without having to like fight people for it, and it's it's an awesome day. So it is. It's yeah. evolved into um, you know a lot of people would complain about ticket sales and um, just the structure of how it was, and I think they did a great job in alleviating a lot of that those stresses. And uh, just seeing, like, getting in line to actually go get your beer has become, like, this cool thing. It's like you meet people and you get to know them and then you, you're, like, share as many beers as possible. And that line, you get to the end of the line, you're like, man, I've only been in this line for half an hour. Right. I'm, uh, I'm feeling a little, you got to go get some food after you're waiting in line. Yeah. But um, it'll always be a tradition that is definitely close to my heart because I got to see it from inception and, like, watch it happen yeah. just like you. So I'm extremely excited about it. Um, I know you guys are. So are you guys set up, like, the same kind of setup as last year? Yeah, so we'll be pouring our beers in the Necron tent, which is, like, right to the um, right of the stage. Um, so those will be, they'll be tapping through there that day. And I think it's, uh, it's a little, it's kind of reversed to what it was last year, but Necron tent, anybody going? We'll know where it's at, and anybody listening to this podcast will be like, "Well, that was you know whatever many ago. days ago." Yeah, remember that beer? Yeah, wasn't that great? That was a great beer. Should we do another segment where we just talk about like we're in the future right now? Wasn't that <laughs> awesome? Let's talk about how we enjoyed it and do a follow up. We, we could talk about like so. Man, that was a great time. You're obviously wearing the same clothes. Fan. What's right. that? You're obviously a Game of Thrones fan because you both. Yeah, uh, well, I was, was going to ask you originally. I was going to be like, "Hey, what is your what is your goal this weekend uh, with Dark Lord Day?" Because my answer was going to be, "I want to wake up in time to watch the finale on Sunday." That was my goal, but uh, <laughs> we had, it actually worked out. We wanted to throw a Game of Thrones finale party here and like bring in a production company to do like the big screen and nice. surround sound and everything. Well, luckily, I mean. Maybe next year, but <laughs> never. It's never gonna happen. The next finale. Yeah, the well, next. Finale. The petition goes through. Isn't there a petition going on? <laughs> There's gonna be another season after this. Yeah. Two. Just make a movie, <laughs> right? I don't know. <laughs> so you're in agreement that it was a little rush this season. Yes. You're on the masses. So. Well, how how <laughs> do you? I'm the masses. How do you get from Winterfell all the way down to King's Landing in 12 minutes? Yeah, you're a stud. There's like, <laughs> yeah, your stud is right. Oh, dragons, right? Yeah, <laughs> dragons. Dragon That's one boats. person, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're getting to to Dragonstone like it's nobody's business, but it's fine. Yeah, we won't. I'm gonna be on a plane, and my wife's gonna be yelling in the apartment like, "Come home now, so we can watch this." Yeah, it's so be rough. That, that is so much pressure right there. Oh, that just yeah. gives me stress thinking. Because you know, it. as soon as your phone goes off from airplane mode, it's going to be all these updates telling you exactly what happened. You're not the first one's going to be my text message that tells <laughs> no. you exactly what happens. <laughs> oh, <I'm gonna> <laughs> just to be that guy, but 
Yeah, I. So I'm it's glad funny. we're all in agreement. You ready for let's that? Let's do one? this one. Let's yeah, let's do it. Look, this is he, the one I brought. He's excited. Uh, Andrew's uh, busting out some serious. Man, I, got, I, I got think that's one of the best here. labels in the game right now. Bottle Logic, yeah, yeah. out of uh, Anaheim, California. We'll do that right here. Yeah, yeah. Bottle Logic has had quite a big. I mean, it started out as kind of like I guess a cult following, but it didn't last very long because it blew up. No, very it's quickly. Too. Yeah. yeah, it's not just people <clears throat> like myself. Oh, I should take the tape off. Uh, Is it the, uh, my the electrical? Angle. Yeah. Use the blue bottle. Use the blue one. Yeah. Yeah. While, while he's opening that, so Game of Thrones to me, everyone everyone's asked me for ten years of like. Like, yeah, what do you think Game of Thrones? I'm like, I literally haven't watched it. We started watching every season four weeks ago, and we we binged like crazy. We we me and my wife Ashley, we we just lived in that show. So as soon as we got cut up, it was great. But at the same time, I felt like I lost family members. Like I can't watch them every night. Oh, so I'm no super sad. So vanilla bourbon barrel aged stout. This is batch mm. three, and uh, it was a good year. 2017. Was that a good year? We were one year into the Trump presidency. Uh, Everybody was still naive. Oh, we were so naive. Sugar we thought vanilla berries. batter stouts were just gonna, you know, skyrocket. And yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. L- little we were, did we know we, were, we needed to uh, throw espresso. Milkshake IPAs even oh, a, a what, twinkle what, what in is, the yeah. father's eye. Yeah. Not yet. No. Uh, <laughs> not quite. So, and uh, Game of Thrones is actually still on our radar as being a good finish instead of a six uh, six series. They took that whole year off. Murder. Well, wait, since people were... <laughs> right, they all went on took a whole year off. I don't want to beat the Game of Thrones thing, but because this will air after that airs, what do we all predict will happen in the ending? And then we can see if we're right. So, a couple weeks ago, I predicted an Arya Stark taking the Iron Throne. 100%. Uh, and then, like, the person that I said it to was like, you're crazy. Like you're stupid, you know. I wouldn't have called you stupid, but I would have said she already had her well, big not to moment, your and I hey, doubt hey, she'll get another big face. moment. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've always been an Arya fan, and yeah, she's uh, awesome. you know, like the whole—I uh, don't even know if I want to use this analogy of a Jon Snow being like a Jerry Seinfeld whiner, but like <laughs> Jerry awesome. Seinfeld he whiner whines so much. What it's like. That? Up. Why like, do you have to kill all the people yeah. in King's Landing? Like, why don't you just like at that time and like watching the barbaric things that happen? You have to understand that there is no nobody, no man that has survived that long, that many battles, that is going to have the compassion of a person like that. Is like still going to be like, oh yeah, please save the people. If that guy is dying, be, coming back changes a man. <laughs> yes, like, <laughs> I don't know, but I would have some chip on my shoulder of bitterness to be like you know what at this time like I believe in nobody there is yeah. no goodwill in this world left so basically I would be like I'm taking over this whole thing so yeah. I see uh, realistically maybe a Jon Snow uh, taking over that whole thing but who knows uh, George R. R. Martin just loves disappointing everybody so and, and dropping Grateful Dead references <laughs> here and there like it just, just told us you listened to it in the first place and I would have been on your team from yeah. the beginning but now, like, finding this out, you're still not the coolest person I know. <laughs> no, I don't mean to be too harsh. No. But, uh, hey, cheers. Yeah. Cheers. This is something I'm definitely looking for. It's like, hey, drink this really amazing beer that you'll never try again. And then this other really great, amazing beer you'll never drink again. Well, apparently they're going to bring a triple barrel-aged version of this tomorrow at Dark Holy Lord. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. 
Yeah, this one's only like 14, but tomorrow yeah, the one they're bringing is 17? 75, I think? No, 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 20. Yeah. Oh, it's 20. It's up that's there. The, yeah. That's because they don't have to divulge that to the government. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, this is uh, 14. Just kidding. 17 percent. We don't make spirits. We just want beers that taste like yeah. spirits. Yeah. We uh, prom- someone we will promise it's not that strong. Die tomorrow. But uh, this is one of the podcasts I've been looking forward to for the whole season. Uh, we didn't know if it was going to happen, and uh, we didn't know that Andrew would be joining us. And it's just been a total bonus and some of the best beer that I'll probably taste all season. Greg, I, I look forward to seeing you and talking to you every year. Uh, just uh, happy to be a part of this whole thing and uh, you guys coming on. So we appreciate you guys listening in on this episode of the Bruisers Podcast. We hope to see you uh, next week. Uh, this has been brought to you by Rizzo Insurance. Uh, Greg Pauser. Just kidding. Pauser? I'm like, Pans- I, I feel Pans- like I look like a big green it's dragon like a, that breathes German fire from tank. Super Just Mario Brothers it. now. Plowing I know, through. I know, everybody, I know everybody's name until the point of recording. It makes it better. I so, like it. And Andrew. <laughs> Philip. Without the S. Correct. Without the S. <laughs> we appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you so much. Uh, we you, appreciate man. everybody listening. Have a great night. Enjoy. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious, dude. What's up? Who in it now?